What would you do if you met your idol? What would you say to them? Well, lucky for you, I said, wow, I think I met you in the metaverse. Those were the first words I said to Arash. Nationers to another episode. Yes, I know. This is a different angle. This is this is a different angle. It's episode 31 of the Realist Podcast. Banner, kind of like right there. You guys can see it if you guys are watching the video on YouTube. Uh, if you guys are, welcome. How are you guys doing? If you guys are listening to audio, hello. How is your day going? Anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for watching, viewing, subscribing, whether that be on the YouTubes, whether that be on any uh, streaming device, streaming platform. I think it's not a device. Like, you don't have a streaming device. Like, are you carrying around, like, a jukebox? Like, hey, this is my streaming device. And I don't think that's how that works. Regardless, uh, I wanted to experiment with, like, a new angle. I feel like this definitely accentuates more of, like, a personal level between me and the viewer. Uh, we had a we had one of the viewers actually recommended, like, hey, I... I I think, like, the, the wide angle works well for two people, but especially, like, it doesn't really work well when it's just you. So, I decided to go with the, uh, that, I decided to go with that. Uh, that meaning the one-on-one -on -one connection. I'm looking right at your soul. If you, if you've, I, yeah, that's it. I'm just looking right at your soul. I don't know how you're feeling. Leave a comment. Um, I don't know what you ate for breakfast. I can't tell through the screen because, uh, this is being recorded before you guys are watching it. So yes, nationers, we're back. Episode 31 again, banner right there. Thank you guys so much for viewing, watching, subscribing, whether that be on your streaming device. Okay. But, uh, most importantly, nationers, uh, I want to get it right into today's episode because, uh, this one is very, very, uh, this one's like a information dump of like, what went on in LA, <laughs> what went on in LA as well as, uh, that's pretty much it. Just what, what went on in LA, um, the LA trip that changed my life because I truly believe like this, this entire, uh, trip was a, was a movie, was a movie to say the least, but it was a movie that I was acting in. It wasn't a movie that I was dreaming. And, uh, it, I, I don't know. I feel like that's going to go on like a shirt someday. Like I, it was a movie that I was, was acting in, not a movie that I was dreaming. Um, I, I find that so funny that I said that, but, um, oh my goodness, this hat, like right on my ears, like hyper annoying. Eric, your hat is hyper annoying right on my ears. I'm having issues focusing on my podcast. What is this? Uh, anyways, um, the LA trip that changed my life. I don't know where to start. I feel feel like I should start because it's been a little bit of, uh, ago since I've released the podcast talking about this meetup. But if you guys have listened to the podcast prior, you guys would have known that I was heading down to LA on the 18th, 19th, and 20th to then uh, go to a Creator Now meetup. You guys, a lot of you guys have joined this channel because of the Creator Now episode that I dropped. Um, but I've talked about it multiple times other than that. And... I, I have to say, this meetup was amazing. It was amazing. We, uh, well, I guess I'll kind of reel this back, uh, <laughs> kind of like how everything went. So I got to the airport um, pretty early. My flight took off at like 11.50, 11 o'clock. 
Yeah, 11 o'clock. I think I got to the airport at 9.45. I just wanted to be early because I've missed flights before. I've missed one flight in my life, and it was for a college admission. Like, it was, like, to go to or a college, and I missed my flight. It was paid for and everything, and I missed my flight. So I feel bad, still feel bad, but I made it my duty to never, ever forget, for, not forget, forget to go on the plane before it takes off. Yeah, to never miss a flight again. So I think we're doing good so far, saying that I've gotten a few flights in the past six months, regardless. Um, yeah, so I got to the airport, flew from here to Sacramento, and then Sacramento to LA, LAX, where I got picked up by a handful of people that I met at Creator Now, Gunnar Brisbin, as well as Milad Karishi, uh, and then another one of our friends, Drage uh, Kamerman. And essentially, we went back to Gunnar's house, and we chilled out for a bit because Milad had uh, flown in that day from Canada. And yes, the eastern side of Canada. And then um, I had also flown in, not too much of sleep. But we, we chilled out for a bit. I was just like, I was, I was sleep, sleep awake. I, I had my eyes closed as I was talking and listening to conversations. I had my eyes closed. Uh, it's pretty much that. Had my eyes closed and all that good jazz. But then... How would you say it? Uh, we went to Raising Canes. We don't have a Raising Canes up here. You guys probably know what it is if you guys live anywhere below, like, Nebraska. But I tried it out for the first time. Um, I got to give it, like, a 7 out of 10. Chicken, pretty generic. Sauce, amazing. Fries, pretty good. Definitely, like, an A tier. Uh, speaking of, like, tier list, <laughs> as you guys can see. Um but yeah, overall, a decently good place. Uh, really, really confused that they only have four menu items. I did not know Raisin Cane's only had four menu items. And I got the biggest one of them all, which was a six-piece. And then also, like, a large drink. But I got lemonade. So I was drinking a large lemonade. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, <laughs> not to say the lemonade was green because it was St. Patrick's Day not too long prior to that. So that was that was really fun. We then went back to – oh, hello, Mike just decided to what are you doing mike <laughs> mike come on but then i uh essentially uh we went back to drage's place he lives in like a warehouse and we were playing pool we were playing with like these little orby gel blasters that was a ton of fun um they also were playing like uh like a spark game it's like a sparkler and it goes <laughs> and like it got right on my nation or shirt my white nation or shirt it was really sad. It was, like, really, really sad because I saw it go in. And I'm like, damn. And not to mention, like, right before that, me and Drage are like, has it ever hit anybody? He's like, no. Out of all, all the times, I think I've only gotten hit once, if not any. And literally, I was standing, like, four feet away. He just, like, lights it, throws it up in the air. To... I'm like, you're joking. And it, I'm like, got on my shirt. I'm like, it's a white shirt. It has, like, ash marks on it now and a hole in it. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm going to have to buy more Nation of Merch. Um, I mean, if you guys want more Nation of Merch, uh, I might mock up a few things for, like, I might just, like, Fiverr someone um, to mock up some shirt designs for you guys because I think it would be really, really cool. Other than that, um, um, how do you say it? We uh, then went back to uh, Gunner's Place in Orange County, uh, not the high-end Orange County, just so you guys know, just so you guys aren't inferring. But we we went to bed. At, like, I went to bed at probably, like, midnight, a little past midnight. We had to wake up at 4. 
We had to wake up at four because the Creator Now meetup was an hour away, and it started a little after six. So I had to wake up at four. We all did. All wake up at four, and then essentially like shower, they get ready, and then go up for the hike. And yeah, you could say that it was a very early morning on little to no sleep, and it was a great event regardless. I was up pretty much the rest of that day, surprisingly. Um, and then went to bed at like midnight the next day, well, the same day. So I was up for 20 hours. Um, and not to mention, that day was jam-packed. So essentially, we went up to the hike. It's still kind of dark. Like, it's dark enough that you can like make out like clothing if it's light, and like backpacks if they're bright, but you can't really make out faces. You kind of know who people are, but like uh, some people you just don't know because either A, you've never met them, or two, it's just still dark. So we then get uh, going on the hike, probably 50 minutes after we arrive, and we head up. It's about like a mile, mile and a half hike, not too far, up to like this little platform where there's like a bunch of graffiti. You could overlook, overlook like LA. It's just like you could overlook LA. It's super cool. And uh, I just I look like a Tesla why I did this. I just looked at myself on the camera and I look like a Tesla. So that's something that we did was went on the hike, went on the platform, and I got to overlook uh, LA for what it was at 6.25 in the morning. And um, how do you say it? Um, there, was, there was Arak there, um, Tyler Blanchard, who's also in his videos. Mac was also there, who's also in his videos. Um, his manager, Zach and Kate, were there, who run Creator now. So it kind of, kind of makes sense for them to be there. Um, but they were there. There's a whole bunch of other creators, um, like Manuel, who I stayed with when I was on my first visit down to L.A. I stayed with him and Tyler, which was a ton of fun. There was a whole bunch of other creators that I uh, hadn't met ever before. There was also somebody uh, who flew in, another person that flew in that I know, uh, Catherine. She flew in from Florida. And yeah, there was just a whole bunch of people. There was my team lead, Kelsey, who lives in a van with her husband, who's British. Super cool. And there was just like so many great people there just to like finally, finally meet them. Um, because it, it's so weird meeting through like the internet and like seeing like a profile photo and seeing them in a Zoom call to then like finally meeting them. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird. So if you've ever had any like online friends that you've ever met in real life, let me know because this is my first experience of that other than like the Juvie boys who are up there. Um, so yeah, it was uh, pretty pretty sick. Oh, also Mario. Mario is somebody that I knew online but then met him in real life. So that was dope. But other than that, we uh, had a speaker, a guest speaker who Zach knows very well who actually uh, this guest spoke at my high school. He spoke at my high school. My high school. When I was in high school, he like did like a, let me grab that mic. And he started talking about a story about elephants. And you guys may know who I'm talking about if you guys uh, are in high school. Houston Craft. Houston Craft. Yes, like Houston, Texas and Kraft Mac and Cheese. That's his name. So he was there. He was giving a speech, a talk about empathy and just kind of what it looks like to see what other people's decisions are and like having an understanding of their decision making and uh, why they feel that certain way. Um, and, and, and mind you, this isn't like a super like deep, relatable, like not relatable, but like super deep. It's deep enough that it's like, like it, it, it like definitely like hits you right in the chest and, and you get, you get a little floodgates, but nothing that's like going to be like, 
<laughs> no, it's something like that. No, nothing that like whimpering about or like profusely crying about. But it's definitely enough to like get you to like really think and like think deeply. Critical thinking. That's it. So that's uh, that's like generally what he talked about. And this is a story all about how I feel like every time I say that I want to do that. If you do the same, let me know. But there was uh, – so we're on, the, like, this tinier platform because there's, like, a bigger platform, then there's a ramp, and there's a smaller platform. So we're on the smaller platform because we need to listen to Houston. And he's like, okay, look at the ground. Look at your feet. This is what I'm, I'm – I'm not wearing any socks, so I'm not going to look at my feet. So we look at our feet, and we essentially just shuffle out through everything. And, and then he tells us to stop and look up to the first person you see. And – You'll never guess who it was. It was Iraq. <laughs> it was Iraq, which uh, which is really cool. Like it was the first time ever meeting him. It's kind of like weird because like at the same time, like I know he knows who I am because of a video that's coming out tomorrow on his channel. But like he also knew me through Creator Now because not only was I the the uh, third creator of the week in season three, I was then the community. Um, the, the community award member for season three. And then won $5,000, which he announced on season four. And then I also won another $5,000 on season five. And I'm pretty active within the Geneva in itself. So I always ask like questions whenever he's like typing, I'm always like asking questions. And it, it was one of these things where I'm like, Well, this is like the first time we've ever really spoken because I didn't want, I wasn't going to bug him. Like we're going to get time to talk no matter what. Like I've always found, and this is definitely something that I've learned more with just like practice and definitely been able to apply more with practice, maybe not learn, but it's just like, again, we're just like human beings. Like nobody's more of a celebrity than you, you know, nobody's more like higher, like, yeah, maybe hold them to a higher standard, maybe because there's like millions more eyes on them. But at the same time, they're still human. Treat them like a treat them like one, and you know you can't get all giddy like oh my god oh my god it's Justin Bieber oh my god. <laughs> That's when you profusely cry. That's when you do that. But no, I mean you just like treat them like a human. Like treat it like it. You have enough respect for the other person that it's just like oh, what's good? You know, it's just like your friends. You know, uh, it's just like especially like if you ever played any sports, this is definitely something I could relate to. When there's somebody that you know on paper who is better than you or, like, even, like, up to the same caliber as you, you have a lot of respect for them, you know? So that's, like, one of these things, um, you know, uh, he's doing a lot better than I am. But, you know, I think I still feel like that respect is there. And the funny enough, um, if you had an idol, <laughs> I'm going to try to segue into this. Um, what would you do if you met your idol? What would you say to them? Well, lucky for you, I said, <laughs> wow, I think I met you in the metaverse. <laughs> Those were the first words I said to Eric, uh, right as I met him. Like, essentially, like, I dapped him up. We dapped each other. I didn't dap him up because he also dapped me up. We dapped each other. It was a bro moment. It was a good dap. And I was like, oh, I think I met you in the metaverse. I think I've seen you in the metaverse. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah. Like, you're, yeah. Like, I, I don't remember what he said after that, if he said anything at all. But it was funny because, like, um, in this video that comes out tomorrow on his channel, um, there's a part, like, if you guys are big fans of mine and watch that video, which I highly recommend that you guys do, 
Um, find my comment in there and just leave, leave a like or something. But um, funny enough, there is um, – I, I can't spoil it. I can't spoil it. Um, I just can't spoil it. I can't spoil it. This is something that I got to say for next episode uh, when it finally comes out. But I, I said, I think I met you in the metaverse. <laughs> Those are my first words to him. And funny enough, um, we, we got buddied up. And essentially, I was able uh, to, like, be his partner. Uh, I was very fortunate to be his partner in this case. And uh, Houston Craft, great, great mentor, great speaker, great uh, exercise workshop uh, person. He does very, very well at what he does. And we had like little intimate moments where we're talking about certain things, where we feel most alive, where we feel most sad, where we feel most uh, like happy, um, very deep things like that, as well as just like learning more about each other through our actions and what we're doing. And just like little like workshop type stuff, like group setting things. And I will say it was just like a really good moment for me as a creator. Um, and I'm just like super happy to have that opportunity. And it's so weird because like I, it, it, it feels like one of those moments where like you look, you, you look down 10 years down the line when, when things pan out to be what it is and you look back at those little small moments and I, and it really, it, this is like one of those small moments. It reminds me of when like Kanye, if you guys have watched his documentary on, on, uh, Netflix, highly recommend if you're a creator or artist or anything within like a, like uh, that that realm artist what would that be painting like any type of thing uh that is a creative art um there's like these little moments that you're like damn like this is a moment for kanye and you don't realize it because we know what kanye is today he's mr send 100 goons to snl type kanye <laughs> and and that's kind of like you you don't get to see the journey because you never got to witness it before unless you're a hardcore kanye fan but for somebody like me who's never seen that, though, you're like you look back at this history, twenty years down the line, fifteen years down the line, you're like, damn, like this is these are the moments that made Kanye, and I feel as if this is one of those moments that made Jared Hathaway. Take that, Kanye, Kanye Hathaway, saying, does kind of rhyme. Thank you, Kanye. Thanks, Kanye. You're welcome, Kanye. They want the old Kanye. <laughs> Sorry, um, but that's kind of uh, one of those moments I feel like we'll definitely uh, I'll look back on. Um, I didn't get to document it at all, but it's one of those things that I'm able to share with you guys, especially through this platform. And that's what this platform is designed for, is for me to be able to tell these stories that I'm not able to tell through like different means. So this is where it's all housed, is on the podcast. And it's just it's just one of those moments. Just one of those moments that I I'll ever forever cherish, and not to mention, um, I have like a really bad habit about like forgetting something whenever I'm traveling to and from the LA area. It I don't know what it's about, but when I traveled to like California, the the or not even that when I traveled to when I traveled to LA the first time, I forgot like all my hygiene products. I forgot a brush. I forgot my shampoo. I don't even think I had a toothbrush, which kind of sucked. That's a lie. I did have a toothbrush. But the second time I went to LA, which was here, I then forgot the same things. And I didn't have a toothbrush, a brush, shampoo, 
a deodorant. I didn't have any hygiene products. And not to mention the like the zero time when I was in a sophomore in high school, I forgot when I was coming back from LA, from Anaheim, LA area, I forgot like these really cool Ray-Ban glasses that I bought. And I was like, it's my favorite glasses. So I have a really bad thing um, about forgetting things when it comes to traveling. If you're the same, let me know. <laughs> so that's what kind of happened um, after it was funny because like after um, so Gunner, we, I drove with Gunner, my lad and, and Drage and I was just going to stay a little bit longer. I was just going to like get a dry, ride down to like the LA area, like the Santa Monica area and just like film. I was just like, I'll just Uber everywhere I needed to go. And I essentially like went because I needed to go grab my other bag that I brought because I had two bags and I essentially then needed to go grab it and then walk back up. So I had to go, we hiked up, had a hike back. Well, not we. I hiked back with me, lad, and then the other two. Uh, they were ahead. Uh, Gunner and Drage. They were ahead. And then I was walking back, and then I see more and more people leaving. I'm like, oh crap. And then I see like everyone start carrying like the heavy stuff because there was like a DJ there too, just like playing music while we're talking and mingling. And I was like, oh crap. Well, they they left. They're leaving. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't have a dry ride down anymore. I just don't. And so Catherine, the one that flew all the way from Florida, her and her husband. Um, they were kind enough to just like drive me down to like Venice. They wanted to explore a little bit. So that was fine. Um, but I got to explore a little bit of Venice. I filmed yes theories, uh, new card game down there, which was a ton of fun. I didn't go on the adventure, um, simply because I, I didn't really know how to play the game exactly. Um, it was like pick a car and then pick an adventure. And then I didn't realize like what the adventure was and how to get there because it's on a QR code. So... <laughs> I essentially like just like asked people to cards and sparked a conversation with them. That was pretty much that. But I would love to do it again where we're able to spark a conversation and then go on the adventure. Like that. So that was fun going down to Venice. I met so many cool people. And then um, like, yeah, it was just so much fun just to see people like skateboarding on like Muscle Beach, just like lifting, as well as just like everyone, like the street performers, um, the buskers. And then I went up to Santa Monica with Catherine and Chris, who's her husband. And uh, they, I just, like, said, drop me off. And they dropped me off, like, a half mile away from the pier. And I was just like, that's okay. Like, I'll walk. Like, and I have a bag here, a bag on my back, and I have a camera. <laughs> and this is what I'm rocking with. These are all my belongings. This is my all my possessions. And it was a lot. It was a lot of weight. But I was able to stop, like, here and there. And, like, I was able to just, like, walk. It was just a ton of fun, like, to enjoy the sun, enjoy the, the beach and – uh, everything that it has to offer. Like, it was just so much fun. And um, I didn't do any more of the card game, but I just want to, like, really enjoy Santa Monica because when I went down to L.A. the first time and met Khan and Samir, I was going to go to the pier right after the, the visitation, like, at their office. And then I completely forgot to do that. Like, completely forgot. I booked my Uber while I was in the office, and I'm like, well, that sucks. That's awful. I I've... I have to I have to go now. I have to go now. So that was that. And then um while I was just going through the pier, I decided to head up to the pier and mind you, like the main gate's closed and like the other gate is really hard to find, so that was a bummer. Um but I then headed up to the pier and I like sat down because I just need to like sit down. 
and I saw this this young man. Um, he looked like he was young, like twenty to twenty two, like maybe even like eighteen to twenty two, and he was carrying a heavy blanket. Mind you, it is like seventy five degrees outside. No one is wearing a hoodie, sweatpants, carrying their backpack, and carrying probably one of the heaviest blankets I've ever seen. Um, and he looked a little sad. He looked a little down. You know, like just like it wasn't it wasn't his day. You know, um, long behold, this guy's name is Avery Scott. He is twenty years old, and uh, this hasn't been his week. Not just day. Um, I like went up to him and I'm like, hey, you mind if I sit with you? And like I could tell like there was just like a you know, it was, like a really like down like posture. Like I I, I knew things just nobody's carrying a seven seventy in seventy five degree weather. There no nobody's carrying a blanket around. Um so my presumption was that he's homeless. Um but I don't know his situation. I don't know how long he's been homeless. It didn't look like he was homeless for long. Saying his hair wasn't like super like long or it wasn't like super like like thick because he's like dreads uh like dread braid kind of so i knew it hadn't been long and so i go up to him and i just my presumption in my head is he's homeless again but you never put those words out into the world um especially with like homeless people uh, it can be very detrimental, at least from those that I've talked to. Uh, it's like let them allow, th- let them explain it to you. You know, like I don't need to explain to you. Like I don't need to explain to them that they're homeless. They know that they're homeless. They're, it's like their their willingness to share it with you. Um, and that's an important lesson that I've learned as I've done these projects. Uh, and so I approached Avery and. Um, you know, he starts hinting at a few things. Like, he just got kicked out of his friend's house, and he, like, moved from Maryland to Texas to California, and he's an artist, meaning artist, uh, painting, drawing. Uh, it's usually with Sharpies or, like, markers. Um, and, um, yeah, I just kind of told him why I came up. And that's – I was very transparent in my approach. Uh, I was like, nobody's carrying around a heavy blanket in this hot weather. Um, and I just saw that you were down. I'd love to cheer you up by any means. Um, anything you need, are you hungry at all? Um, and then he just like nods his head and we go, I'm like, is there a place that you like to eat? Like anything, anything you want is on me. And this was like something that, uh, I usually do, um, unless I'm tied on money, but I will do anything in my power to make sure that their day is met to a, a satisfactory level to them, whether that be food, whether that be clothes, whether that be even just a little bit of shelter or hygiene, you know, just a feel good, look good, feel good type thing. Um, and I asked him if he needs any new clothes and he's like, yeah, there's like a target up there. Like maybe we could just go stop by and grab some food, like, like food that you would buy grocery shopping. And then, um, also we got him some new shoes at the Nike store or not at the Nike store. There's like a shoe Supreme store. It wasn't Supreme, but it was like, that's what it was called. Like the shoe outlet or something. Um, and we bought him some like new kicks we bought him some new uh, sweats and, and uh, a hoodie, and we bought him some new shirts. We bought them in bulk, so they're like six packs of shirts and underwear and socks and um, just like anything that he needed. He's also surprisingly, I, I guess maybe this just comes with the time because he's been you know on in the situation for a very short time, but he's a very healthy eater. 
Like, you know, like how, like, especially if you're in a situation like that, it doesn't really matter what you eat or how old it is. As long as it's like something to eat, it's fine. He's like still very healthy either. And I don't, and I wasn't like saying like seven days, a week and a half is going to like change you dramatically. But like, it's still good to see like Avery still in like a good, good state, you know, like still eating healthy, still eating like a Belvita biscuits and like he got himself like some buy water and then like got himself some like raspberries. Like he was getting fruit and like healthy water or like something like healthy drink such as prime. <laughs> Man, was I thirsty? Um, so yeah, essentially that's just kind of um, that. We ended up not getting anything to eat because we went to the store and grabbed like groceries because he wanted to go to like this taco place and he was like, ah, oh, maybe not. Like, can we just go get like shoes and clothes? And this was like the the one thing that really like showed how grateful he is for like what he has. Um, there was a moment where Avery and I um, uh, we're just, like, walking down the street. We're about to get, like, to the shoe place or something. Um, and he asked me, he's like, I don't mean to be ungrateful at all. Like, I, I'm super grateful for, like, what you're doing. But, like, could I get some new socks? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm just like, yeah. Like, you don't need to ask me that. Like, anything you're going to put in your cart, I will buy you within reasonable means. But it was just, like, the littlest thing it was just socks. He just wanted socks. And it was just one of these moments I was just like, I was almost dumbfounded. Like, of course, like, you could get socks, you know? But, like, his situation is so different than mine. And it really opened my eyes to his world, you know? Like, nobody's going to come up to him and do anything for, like, like like this. Like, this is, like, one of those, like, one in a million type moments for, for him. It, it felt like, and it seemed like from, from what he said. Um... And it's, like, he still asked for permission to, like, be helped, you know? Like, there, there was a lot of homeless people on the, on the pier. There was, like, a ton. Um, but it just so happens that I came up to him. And so, for him, I could imagine that this moment is just, like, bizarre to him as a whole. And, again, he didn't want to seem ungrateful. Like, this was his opening words. Like, I don't mean to be ungrateful, but can I just... Can I get socks? And it's just one of those moments where I'm just like, my situation is not even comparable to him. Anything that I've empathized with, down the drain. Just like down the drain. Because I've never lived that life. I've never, I've never had somebody come up to me and be like, hey, how are you doing? Would you like to go get something to eat? Do you want new clothes? Do you want this? And then to feel, like, a little bit of, like, nerve because you just want socks. I can't put myself in his shoes, no pun intended. But it, it was one of those moments that I, I'll never forget, just, like, him asking that. Um, and it'll be, like, one of those things I share in, like, a speech or something. Um, just about, like, putting my, my empathy into, into the world. Um, of just, like, how he was able to... Just, like, ask that. Like, I, I can't fathom his situation, even for a week and a half, you know? Um, but regardless, he was uh, he's a super kind guy. Like, he's very ambitious. I, I see a bright future in him. Like, he, he has high hopes. And uh, he mentions he struggles with bipolar disorder. 
Uh, I don't know how long he'd been diagnosed with that. Uh, he didn't graduate high school either. So just like a few things just kind of didn't go his way, and it, it it does hinder him a little bit as he's trying to get a job, especially in L.A. Um, once he's 21, he's gonna he's able to – the doors open a little bit more for him. So that's in May. Um, or excuse me, April, mid-April. Um, so I'm excited for that. Also, um, yeah, we just like got him, um, we got him some clothes, food, shoes, and I, we took him back to the, I, we, we, we left at the same spot that we found on that table, um, the infamous table by the ice creamery on like, right as you head down the ramp on the pier, take a harsh left and another harsh left. And it's just like one of those tables back there. And I met another guy named Cole, and he he's a busker. He performs, uh, really really cool, like really really fun. Uh, getting to see people for, perform, like that was another another side of it. When I was just like, "How's this busking work?" He's like, "They're calling out a raffle, and you get like a certain spot two times a day, and you get to like go busk." And I was like, "Oh, so like you just don't get to like be the first one there?" It's like, no, they have like a whole system for buskers on the pier. So that was a ton of fun. Um, other than that, um. I was trying to find an outlet. I was trying to find an outlet. Could not find an outlet anywhere. My phone was on 1% for like 40 minutes. Um, I was. I went to one Starbucks that does not exist. I then went to a McDonald's, which didn't have a single outlet. And I went to another Starbucks, which did not have a single outlet. And uh, yeah, my phone was at like 1% and had to book my Uber and let them know that I'm going to the airport because uh, it was like 6 o'clock. And... As you guys know, I went to bed at midnight. So let me just tell you how this went. My phone was on 1%. I stayed on that 1% for as long as I could, um, which is about 45 minutes. And right as the Uber pulled up, it died. Right as he pulled up. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. I'm like, I'm the one in the blue hoodie. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so we head to the airport. I fall asleep in the in the Uber, by the way. I forgot my camera was still recording because I recorded the moment that I was just, like, chilling on the sidewalk on, like, the street, just, like, chilling with both my backpacks and my camera. And I was like, this is going to be a moment that I'm probably never going to forget. Just, like, chilling on the sidewalk. Phone's about to die. Uber is, like, a mile away, and I should record this. <laughs> and so I recorded it, and I forgot that it was still recording. So when I hopped into the Uber... It was still recording, and so there's like three files in my in my in my uh, in my PC of just like the ceiling of an Uber. Um, I fell asleep, like I mentioned, and um, yeah, super kind guy, uh, and let me charge my phone in his car, and so that was cool. And then I got my ticket, and I should mention that my flight was taking off at eight thirty a.m. the next day. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I then got to the airport at like 6.30, 6.40, uh, got my tickets, got my boarding pass, and then headed through TSA and then got like something to eat because I hadn't eaten that entire day. Uh, I ate a sandwich with Catherine and, and her husband, but that was pretty much it. And then I got nothing. To, oh, no, I did eat. I did. I forgot. I did eat on the pier. I ate like a uh, uh, a cheese dog. I ate a cheese dog on the pier. That was like six bucks, so... Yeah, regardless, I got to the airport, ordered me some Chick-fil-A, and then uh, just, like, ate it. I talked to a girl who was, like, a, a cheerleader for one of the teams, uh, St. Mary's, so that was pretty cool. 
Um, she was heading on her flight to San Francisco. And then, um, what else? I had, excuse me, my nose is stuffy. <laughs> but I had um, essentially, uh, like, ate and then just, like, started heading, roaming around places because I needed to edit. I was, like, in the cafeteria for, like, to, like, 9.30, maybe, like, 10. And, like, I see just keep people keep coming in. I think it was, like, 9.30. And I started heading over to, like, where the where the gates are in Southwest. And I was just, like, roaming around. I kept seeing, like, all the flights coming in. And I knew that there was no flights leaving at this point. So there wasn't going to be any new people in here. So, I, uh, I had made the, the efforts to sleep in the airport. And luckily, there was, like, a living area. Um, where you were able to sleep, and I was just like editing stuff, especially like the stuff with Avery, stuff with Iraq, and the creating a meetup. Um, and yeah, I uh, <laughs> I was just like on my laptop for a very long time, like an hour and forty five minutes, so like eleven thirty at this point, and I'm just like chilling. I just like put all my stuff away, hop on a couch they have for like a living space. I was like really worried that like I was gonna be the only one in the airport and gonna get kicked out, and then essentially. Um, I started seeing more people popping up. I'm like, well, they're not, like, taking a flight right now. Like, there's no flights leaving. And I see more people, like, sleeping. I go to bed around, like, 12, 12.30, roughly. Um, and then I wake up at, like, 3, 4, 5. And I set my alarm for 7. And I have an emotional alarm where I have to, like, shake my, my, my hand for X amount of seconds that I set with a very loud, obnoxious sound going off. And it's obnoxious. To wake you up in, intentionally. And uh, let's say I woke up at 7.30. 7.20 actually. I woke up at 7.20. My alarm was going off for 20 minutes. And there were people just like sitting in the terminal. And this thing is going. Arr, arr. I'm like nobody. Nobody. Nobody's going to wake me up. Like I could have had a flight in like the next 10 minutes. And nobody would have woke me up. And I would have missed my flight. But luckily enough, I knew that I was just going to wake up early enough, go get something to eat, and then just wait for my flight, which I did, and I got to sleep in the airport. I just, like, draped my feet over my bags and just, like, fell asleep, so my, like, legs were elevated. And that was my L.A. story. It was the L.A. story that changed my life from from uh, sleeping in the airport, meeting Iraq, and meeting Avery Scott. A lot of A's. I guess you could call it the triple A, baby. But, um, yeah. It was super cool because even my, like, yesterday video, it, um, the people at, like, Seek Discomfort who, who, like, owned that, that game, Spark, they, like, they saw the video because I tagged them in it, and they're like, oh my gosh, we love it, like, can you send it here, send it to the email, and then they're gonna repost it, which is gonna be really, really cool, so I'm really, really excited about that. Um, regardless, that's, that's pretty much it regarding my LA trip. Hopefully the fourth time that I go down to LA for whatever reason, it is how would you say it? It is I I'm going to I'm going to remember my hygiene products. I hope so. Especially my comb, my brush. I finally put leave-in conditioner in for the first time, so that hopefully this thing works. Regardless nationers, I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much for viewing, watching, subscribing, especially on your streaming devices. Other than that, episode 31 of the Rose Podcast banner right there. Have a good one. Peace, peace.